Every time. Every time. Just, just when you're about to take off. Okay. Welcome to the Double Feature Movie Podcast. This week sees the release of Deadpool 2, the sequel to the little rude superhero film that could and did. It's profane, it is violent, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Or does it? But more of that later. I'm Jonathan Roberts, and I am joined by Joanne So, Deputy Lifestyle Editor and Main Movie Reviewer for the new paper. Hello. Hello. Okay, the original Deadpool, of course, broke the open the possibilities for what the superhero films could do or be allowed to do. Uh, considering Fox were reluctant to go ahead with it until test footage leaked, the first Deadpool ended up raking in over 783 million US dollars. Joanne. Is the sweary magic still there? I hope so. I mean, I'm rooting for Deadpool as much as... I mean, because I, I, I like Ryan Reynolds and I, I really think that he actually put a lot of effort into doing this one. Into, I mean, looking at all the promos that he has done, he's really selling his heart out for this. He really is. Even appearing as a unicorn on a Korean uh, <laughs> singing show. <laughs> That's hilarious. But, but that, that said, I'm not sure... If I would actually want to go and watch it again after watch, having watched the first time, really? Yeah. So I, it it some. What's missing for you? I think he talks too much. But Although that's, that's supposed kind to be of the, what the character. Yeah, does. I know, but you know how sometimes Ryan Reynolds can just go on and on and on and on, and he can get quite annoying to me towards the end. That's how I felt. It's just especially. Towards the last, the last, the last scene, I just want him to stop talking. Yeah, the last scene does stretch that point quite a bit. But I think on the second watch, it would probably, or indeed when you're watching at home, it's one of those things that will test your patience, and then you may well come back around to it. No, I think it's a film that if I want to watch it again, I will watch it at home so I can fast forward. So the scenes that I don't want to watch. It's not. It's not like you know. Compared to Infinity Wars, where you know the recent one, where I really want to go and watch the second one to just get a feel of and absorb everything all again. But this one, I think I will. You know, it will take a while for me to decide if I really hmm. want to watch it again. Okay. Well, I mean, I I watched it last night, and I'd happily watch it again. I thought it was a. I mean, it rollicks along. It's 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 uh. It doesn't take itself seriously. Still, okay. It does in parts. There are parts where you just think. Oh, are you trying to change the formula too much? We interrupt this podcast for an urgent message. Hello, listeners. This is your host, Jonathan, breaking the fourth wall, much like Deadpool. Well, if not the fourth wall, some kind of wall anyway. Turns out when we were listening back to the podcast, we realized we hadn't included what the plot is. So... Here goes. Sweary mutant mercenary Wade Wilson, a.k.a. Deadpool, suffers an emotional and existential crisis, following which he makes his mission to protect a young mutant teenager, played by Julian Dennison. He protects him from the clutches of the time-travelling mutant, Cable. That's about it. Oh yeah, he also assembles a team of other mutants to help him do the job. Hope that helps. Now, back to the podcast. It tries to have a bit too much emotion in it along the way. I mean, this is without spoilers. There will be a spoiler segment coming up where we can talk a bit more freely, just be warned. But for the time being, for those who don't want spoilers, yeah, there's a bit of emotion that creeps in. And no, it that's, that's, a problem. that's a problem with, from what I get from this film. Um, I, I, I liked it. 
it's not a bad film, but I, th- I felt that it really tries too hard. Well, I mean, it's interesting you say that because the, there's a change in director. As uh, the credits say that this is now directed by one of the guys who killed the dog in John Wick, which is David Leach, uh, who replaced the original director, Tim Miller. Apparently there's a falling out, creative differences, that kind of thing. Partly over a casting decision of Cable. Actually, Wise is actually pretty good because um, David Leach also did Atomic Blonde, which was superb film, the Charlize Theron one. The action was superb. Yeah. I felt the so I, th- I think the, the action the action beats kind of followed on and, and I think that's what works for this film. Mm. The action beats are cool and Deadpool, okay, it is funny and all. He has some seriously funny moments, especially the end credit. But what made this film work for me in a way is the, the supporting cast. I right. love the oh, plus-size superhero, um, Julian Dennison. Yeah. The actor is fantastic. And of course, I think, and I was going to say it again, that this will be Josh Brolin year because he's fantastic as Cable. He is. He's, uh, one of the things that impressed me in the film, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of swearing. It has to be done in a certain way. Um, but they make the swearing work in this because there's a particular moment where there's a lot of F-bombs, all this sort of stuff that goes along, and that's like banterish. There's one moment where Josh Brolin drops uh, a swear bomb, shall we say, a single word, and he does it in such a way that the entire tone changes because it's a moment of seriousness in it. And that is actually done very well, considering it's swearing. And if swearing does offend you, this is not the film for you at all. You know, but I, I don't know whether is it in part of um, George Brolin's contract that, you know, being the antagonist, you need to have some humanity in it. It's like what he did in for Thanos. There's some sort... Yeah, there's a there reason is. for why he's doing all this kind of stuff. But, I mean, for his character as Cable and, you know... And whoever is going to develop any other future Terminator films, they should just follow what he has done in this one. He's fantastic. Yeah. It's a John a Connor type of guy. Well, he does get called John Connor, of course, dur- right. during the film. He was called Thanos too. Yeah. Speaking of it, I mean, I, I, I currently, I cut my hair this morning. I'm, I'm sporting the cable look before I nature gives me the Thanos look. But <laughs> Josh Brock is surprisingly good. I, I'm surprised that he's done so much working out for it, though. It's just one of those things. Yeah, like, he looks fantastic. He, he, no, he looks fantastic. But at the same time, I'm not sure he really needed to. It's not yeah. really part of the character. There's nothing there that just wearing bulky outfits or anything would do it otherwise. And he's 50 years old. He is. He is. He looks great. There's goals. There's goals, <laughs> for, well, for me anyway. There are some characters who didn't work for me. I, I, I'm still not a fan of TJ Miller. I find his kind of banter uh, a bit too knowing, a bit too oh. smart. You know that they've already gone through so many versions of the same line to the extent that a lot of lines that you may have seen in the trailers are not the lines that end up in the film Mm -hmm. at all or indeed come at different parts of the film apparently yeah i think i think the film would do much better without the scenes between ryan reynolds and tj miller yeah they really don't do much for me at all but everyone else works like you say julian dennison who has that strange connection to ryan reynolds in that Taika Waititi was the co-star of Green Lantern. He, of course, went on to direct Thor, and his film before Thor was Hunt for the Wilder People, which starred 
Julian Dennison. It's yeah. a fantastic film, by the way. Do check it out. Yeah, and, and Ryan Reynolds actually watched the show and then decided to cast Julian. Ah. So, yeah, okay. that's good. I mean, he's, he's such a breakout actor. I mean, there's such natural spontaneity in him. And I think he could actually roast Deadpool. I mean, in terms of, like, the insults. They can treat insults Fantastic. Yeah, he they they have a really good chemistry. Yeah, they do. Between each other. There's a lot of chemistry. Zazie Beats as well. I really enjoyed her character as Domino, the <laughs> whose special hilarious. power it's is like, luck. Yeah, how would you think that luck is a special power? But when I was watching her at, during it, I was just thinking, okay, this is the director of John Wick. The way she moves around and how things happen to her and around her. Is essentially what happens to John Wick a lot of the way, but it's just that they're they're hanging a lantern on it and saying, "Well, she just has the superpower of being lucky," but she is great. And um, I also like Eddie Marsan, 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 who is—he's uh, not got a huge role in this. Uh, he's a Brit actor. He's playing the headmaster in oh, this that guy. one. Um, I'd like to have seen more of him. But um, I find that he's always in such roles. This kind of... Uh, so, well, yeah, kind of uh, a little bit slimy. Yeah. He was in... I don't know. If, if anyone remembers Hancock, he was the guy who kept on getting his hands cut off. Okay, drawing a blank here on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Much as we hate to do it, let's go into a little spoiler zone. If you don't want to experience the spoilers, forward to this time code. 13 minutes. That is 13.00. Cheers. Okay, spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. Spoilers over. There are some fantastic cameos in this. Um, I think one of the great jokes that is a callback to the first film where Deadpool is complaining uh, about how none of the other X-Men are at the <laughs> X-Mansion. There's a really good joke in there. I don't know how they got them all there together because it's... I don't know. Are they I was filming just another one. No, that's why I, I I thought it was they were doing something, or did they film it together from the last the last X Men movie? Yeah, I mean, but, was it? But they also look a bit CGI, so yeah. the faces might just be you know. No, it's like you can do fantastic hmm. stuff on. You can change people's faces now, so it okay. might just be. The other thing is that during the trailers, you will have seen Deadpool assembling a force, an X Force. Yeah, if you're going in to see them, <laughs> you may not. Want it. It's interesting because it's. I mean, for the comic nerds out there, it's a very straight callback to when the X Force comic was rebooted. And to put things bluntly, everyone that they introduced in the first few pages subsequently died by the end of the comic. There is a lot of surprising death in this. That that was definitely uh, one of the twists that. You know, it was enjoyable because you you're thinking that you know he set up this whole expose and knowing all no- usual films, you just you know you have all these people, but and they'll do great stuff. But what happened in end and the next scene is like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's I mean it's carnage out there. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry the the with the X Force uh, carnage, we won't say who, but just keep your eyes open because there is a very special cameo in there. Yes. Um, it's, I mean, blink and you'll miss it, literally. But he's in there. And this guy's supposed to play Cable. Yeah, one of the... Which I can't, cannot see. I think they've made a very much better choice with Yeah, uh, I think so too. Brolin. But the main driver of the plot is that uh, Deadpool's girlfriend from the first film, played by Marina Baccarin, 
she is killed. I mean, as you may expect, right at the moment where she says, let's have a baby. And that's when things go emotional for a bit. In fact, there's a lot of, I don't know, is Ryan Reynolds feeling broodier? Uh, he's already got kids, but it's feel, or is it the fatherhood thing coming in? Well, he did say that this is a family film, and I guess that's a link for how he's going to connect with Russell, the teenage. Sure, sure, but it it feels like it. That's the kind of thing that could topple the franchise if they go for a third one and it gets too. Got to look after the kid, fatherly Deadpool. It just doesn't sit right. But Schmaltz. I don't think that was that would happen. Because they've already announced, apparently, they announced that X-Force movie, it's a goal. So, we have to see. Uh, it's uh, it's on its way. It's coming. Josh Brolin has signed on for four more. Reportedly. Or four in total. Four film tie-up, I think. Yeah. Four film contract. Which means he can't get back to the cakes anytime soon. Okay, spoiler zone is finished. Go see Deadpool now. It's M18. It's out in the cinemas. So we shall have to see how it does. Uh, surprisingly, um, I don't know why they've particularly chosen this time, but it's only got really weak to do its business. Yeah, no, it should. Yeah, it just has one week to do its best at the box office because it's going to be Han Solo next week. Yeah, Solo, a Star Wars story, which has surprisingly suddenly just revived um, in terms of reviews. Yeah, it was going to be buzz. the biggest turkey of the year. And now people are saying, wow, what a great film. Before the reviews came out, I was thinking they must be extremely thankful at that film because they have Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, who is just pretty much the hottest thing in the world right now, especially yes, thanks to his This video. Is America video yes. and Atlanta and his everything else he does. He was the saving grace of it, but apparently... It's good. We'll find out. Uh, we're going to go to the screening, so we'll be bringing you a review of that. In the meantime, we shall finish off with a quick trailer review. Bohemian Rhapsody, the story of Freddie Mercury and Queen. The trailer dropped just the other day. Uh, Joanne, what did you think of this? Mm, still a bit mixed by that, because after watching it, I know who Freddie Mercury is, but do I really want to find out more? Not really. Oh, but he's had, he, he had a fascinating life. I know, but this trailer doesn't really speak out much to me. I do yet. worry that it could be a too sanitized version of his life because this, of course, is fully backed by the remaining members of Queen. I mean, I'm a fan of Queen. I like yeah, Queen's music. I like Queen too. Uh, the story of Freddie Mercury is an amazing one, but I don't know. I don't think you get that dark. For sure. I mean, from not from the I mean, looks from this trailer. Yeah. And the director who did Eddie the Eagle is kind of he sounds more lighthearted. It seems that yeah. way. So of course, this has had directorial problems. What with, uh, I mean, it was a long gestating project anyway. And then when it finally did get off the ground and they had a script that they could go with, Brian Singer dropped out for various reasons. But he's a core director for this film. He, probably because so much of it was already filmed before he was, uh, well, he left the project or he and the project parted ways. I can't remember which way we should say this for the legal reasons. Um, But Dexter Fletcher, an odd choice. Um, Not exactly a a top-tier director that you'd want to bring in, but possibly just a safe pair of hands just to see it through to the end. But it might write with the popularity of Rami Malek. is quite popular. 
No, he is, he is. And he, he's got that look a bit yeah, of he, Freddie he, Mercury. He does look he like Freddie Mercury. doesn't look too far off him. Yeah. Certainly more than Sasha Baron Cohen would, who was previously meant to be in the role. Yeah, but no, then they I, had I can't, a big ma- I can't imagine if Sasha does it, because I was just thinking that it's going to be a comedy. Some of this looks uh, unintentionally comical as well, because the problem with these biopics, especially when they're set in the 70s, is the hair issue. It looks like there's big wigs going on. I don't know if... We'll have to see how the teeth work with Rami Malek, because Freddie Mercury, of course, did have quite yes. a pair of choppers on him. No, but um, it's the 70s. Everybody have long hair. I know, but there's like the wigs can be a bit too prominent. Also, my fear with biopics is that you get scenes where people say, Oh, hi, I'm Brian May. I like to play guitar. Hi, Brian May. I'm Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Why? That's a strange name, Freddie. Yes, it's not my real name. I've got. You get this over-explanatory, uh, over-expositional meetings of people. But you see, it may not happen also because I think this film might have a niche crowd. Because Oh, it's definitely got a crowd. No, but I think it will not be a mass film either because how many people, seriously, younger generation know about Queen? Who cares about Freddie Mercury? Except people our generation, which is revealing our age. I don't think that will be too much of an issue. Is there's going to be a huge amount of publicity? I think people even just know Queen by osmosis. They have heard the songs. They know of the character. They know about the story of Freddie Mercury to an extent. Um, it's a question of how well is this presented, and can it be done in a natural way? But it it might do well at the end of the day because, I mean, looking at the release date in Singapore, it has no competition. Well, that's probably what they're banking on. And maybe Deadpool should have considered that too, releasing a week with less competition, or at least not sandwiched in between Infinity War and a Star Wars story. I think, yeah. But who knows, it might... Well, it's it's going to be a head-to-head battle. There's, there's going to be. It depends on how good Solo actually no, is. No, but now, now is will it? I mean, will it knock Infinity War off the number one? The way Infinity War is going at the moment, I'm not sure. Yeah. I th- I think especially with it being the harder or M18. Yeah, it's, the, it's definitely uh, not a mass. It's not go. a mass film. Yeah. Mass audience film. So we have to see how it goes. But that's. I mean, the reviews are great. People love Deadpool. So. Well, it remains to be seen if Cable can beat Thanos. And that is where we will leave this episode of Double Feature. Joanne, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. And you can check out more podcasts from The Straits Times at straightstimes.com. And we do want to hear from you. If you have any uh, nice words, bad words, anything, advice, um, no profanity, please. We'll just leave that to Deadpool. Do contact us at podcast at sbh.com.sg. And... We shall see you next time for Double Feature. 